This is where normal comes to die. Mediocrity meets its final demise, and the status quo is unabashedly dismantled. Welcome to Reinvention Radio. Now, here's your host, Steve Olsher. Alrighty, welcome to another edition here of Reinvention Radio. Oh man, I'm excited. I'm excited. I am. I'm excited. For a lot of reasons, but not the least of which is I get to hang out with lovely Mary Goulet for another hour. Oh, thank Hi, Mary you. Goulet. Hello. Richie Ote. Hi, Steve. The handsome, <laughs> Thanks, debonair buddy. Richie Ote. White Wade's holding it down in the studio. How are you, my man? And, uh, and, and one of the reasons why I'm so excited to hang out with you guys today uh, is because we're going to have the one and only Kim Chi Chow on with us here on Reinvention Radio. And this is... Um, a little bit of a last-minute thing because, well, Kimchi, uh, for full disclosure, um, Kimchi's a, a private client. She's part of our uh, our year-long coaching program, which we uh, which we now call our Icon Maker program. So, Kimchi, uh, you've been with us now for um, well, about eight nine months or so, and uh, we just had a chance to sit down and map things out uh, for her, and, and she'll tell you more about, you know, everything that she's up to, but we had a chance to sit down for half a day there and map some things out. So I'm super excited about what the future holds for you. Uh, but what I'm also super excited about is for you to share your story and inspire, uh, our listeners with, I mean, you talk about a story of, uh, perseverance. You talk about a story of someone who has, uh, well, been at the top of the mountain and the bottom of the valley and working your way back up, right? I mean, you, you've experienced it all. So I, I just really want to start with, well, how old were you when you, because you, you came here on, on a boat with your family from Vietnam, uh, and in Vietnam, I mean, would you would you say you were um, uh, middle class? Were you upper middle class? Were you part of the one percent? Like, g- give us an understanding of what life was like when you were in Vietnam with with your family. Yeah. First of all, it is my honor. It is my dream come true to be on <laughs> Reinvention Radio Aww. with Steve Osher, Mary Gullet, and. The Richie handsome Ote. guy. <laughs> Richie Ote. Oh, wow. Richard Ote. Get an adjective. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank okay. You. <laughs> well, it's good to have he, he, gave me, he gave me an extra love before I came here. That's <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so he gets two adjectives. <laughs> Sweet. Um, yeah, so take, it, so take us back. So what, what was life like? Again, were you, uh, did your family, your family had money? You were in the upper class, the middle class? Like, get, just give us a sense of what life was like when you were in Vietnam. We don't have to go into, like, crazy detail, but... Try to paint the picture a little bit for us of what life was like when you were in Vietnam. All right. So my parents create wealth because of their hard work. Yeah. They're, they, my mom graduated in fifth grade, so she was able to write and read and do some basic math. My father had a, a high school education, so he's more affluent than her. But they worked very, very hard. And they were able to create wealth. So I would say at that time, we were not the top 1%, Mm -hmm. but, uh, you know. You were living well. Living well. Living well. And so so it was communist Vietnam at this point. Who was the leader at that point? Was that um, Ma? No, what what was his name? It was not. Who am I thinking of? Who was the... 
who was the leader of Vietnam that we went to war with? Rich, wait, Mao? You, you always Mao. That's what You're I said. You're thinking of Ho, Ho Chi Minh. Minh. Ho Chi Minh. No, that's a yeah. city. Isn't that a city? No, no, that's the man. Oh, Mao I'm, was China. Mao was right. China. Okay, there we go. So, <laughs> you know how much now? You know how much Steve Ozer knows about Asian culture, and the answer is not a lot. Okay, so Ho Chi. Okay, so. So I, I was live in the South, which at that time was not a communist party. Oh, it was not. Right, it was not. Okay. The North was was a communist so party. So was it like Korea's now? There was two parts yep. of Vietnam? Yep. So, yep. so two separate countries. Yes. Well, oh, and, and just to clarify, so this is during the war, right? Yes. Uh, 1973, 1974, the war fails. North uh, Vietnam comes down, invades South Vietnam, and everybody that w- had been living in American-supported Democratic South Vietnam had to get the heck out of town. Oh wow! So wait, so this is so this is around that time then. So or, this is around the time that your family, because your, your your father came over first, right? He came over first. He knew things were going bad, and he no. Why did so? Why did he leave you guys? Because there was there was nine of you, right? Right. So wow. my parent had my parent has ha, have mm-hmm. nine children. And, uh, yeah, it's 1970-something. Okay. My, uh, my parents sent my, f- my eldest brother to United States to study abroad. Okay. So he came here. My, my oldest brother came here first. And then my father, in 1973, 74, mm-hmm. he came here to visit my brother. So is this just came to visit, okay? So it, things were not like it wasn't. No, it it was not take the the communists have ha, did not take over yet. Okay. at that time. Okay. So when he came here, he talked to people. People say, "Oh, you know, sell everything because they." It seems like so. Here that, we knew what was going um, to happen yeah, there, but no. you were there and you didn't quite know because you were you were in the middle of it and probably well, Censored obviously there's news. no internet, right? Right? Yeah. yeah, they're censoring all the messaging. So here we saw be- better than what you could see there because of the the news wasn't censored and so on. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so, so yes, your dad my, comes my here. Dad, my dad came here, and my dad saw that, and my dad said, I'm going to stay here. And my dad contacted my mom, say, sell everything. Mm. It's really tough. My at that time, um, my mom is running a tailor shop, uh, two hotels, wow, a fabric shop. Wow! So she she has about thirty employees working for her. Mm. And at that time, the way that we do business is cash only. Mm-hmm. Right? We we purchased the hotel by cash. Everything is cash, wow. cash based. Wow. Right? Yeah. So my mom said, "There's no way that I can sell. Who gonna buy? Who has the money to buy to mm-hmm. to, to pay me? Mm-hmm. Cash, sure. Cash, yes. So my mom said, nope. So, but at that time, she said, oh, she's thinking that oh, I need to do something about it mm-hmm. just in case. Mm-hmm. So she start to save money and buy gold, and she hit it. Oh wow! And Smart none of woman. us know about it. Mm-hmm. So yes, in her safe, you know, have jewelry and things like that, money, a lot of cash. But her gold, she put it somewhere else, mm. just in case. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. So what happens? So I, I want to understand. So you, so your mom is smart. She's thinking about these things. Dad is saying, hey, sell everything, bring all the kids, you know, come over, you know, come over and be with us, right? So did that just happen one day? Mom just says, hey, we're leaving, and you guys end up on a boat. Did mom take all the gold with her? Did mom have to leave all the gold behind? Was she able to sell anything? Did you guys have anything when you came over? Nothing. Nothing. So what happened? You want to get into the story? Yeah, I just need to. I need to know. So what? Okay. So, oh, so, you have Kleenex. <laughs> that's why I'm prepared because last time somebody interviewed me and I just could not hold it. Yeah. Because that memory came back. Yeah. So, um, okay. So the 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 communists took over in 1975, April 30th, 1975. The South became. One country, the, mm-hmm. the communist country, the Vietnam became a communist country. And then after they took over, you know, um, everything is okay. My mom was still operate mm-hmm. w- with all those businesses. And then one night in 1970, now let's say 19, yeah, it's, it's 1976 or so. Mm-hmm. One night, around 2 o'clock in the morning, they knock on our door at midnight or 2 o'clock mm. with guns. There's several of them, a troop of them, mm. a troop, like five, six guys, that, you know, the communists with guns, ask my mom to open the, ha- uh, the door, let them in. <clears throat> so she let them in, and she said, okay. Where is the key to the safe? So they know about the safe? You know, I'll be, the safe is, is where we put the money. Right. How did they know you had a safe? Or they just assumed it? Oh. Probably everyone it's, that it's was a, all cash. It's, just yeah, like it's like cashier blaze. It's a, a safe. Everybody, uh, yeah. you know, everybody, that's where we put the money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, this, the, so they see the, sa- the safe. Does they give me the money? So they make sure that my mom doesn't hide anything yet. And then they say, all of you go to get three pairs of clothing. Mm. And we're going to escort you to somewhere else. Wow. So that's what happened. So they, they took us to another building, which is a hotel where they evacuate before, you know, they took, mm-hmm. you know, to kick everybody else and they move all of these family members. They are wealthy, right? Just like us, right? Mm-hmm. They put them in there and every night they call out the, uh, the head of the household and say, where else? What else did you do? Where else did you hide money? Yeah. And who did you have contact with? You, are, you must be a CIA. Mm-hmm. That's why you do so well. That's why you have so many clients as American. Because mm-hmm. my, my father had a tailor, tailor mm-hmm. shop. He made a lot of suits. And, you know, we, do, we did very well. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of American soldiers come to my father's store to order the suit. Mm-hmm. And that's why they, you know, they use the name. Yeah. You must be a CIA or CIA connection Something, or yeah. whatever yeah. to use that excuse to, to took over our wealth. Yeah. And so anyway, so, you know, they, they, held, they, they put us in that um, in hotel. hotel. And, yeah. a couple, uh, 
must be more than 10 families at a time. Mm. Majority of them own um, jewelry, jewelry stores. Sure. Um, big businesses like, you know, similar like my mom. So we, we stay there for a couple months. Mm. Wow. And then I say, okay, that's enough. Um, you know, the children, yeah, the children, they can go back and stay with the family because we not we had no house, no place to live. Mm. We don't have any money. We walk out with three three pair three pairs of clothing, right? So it's luckily that as a nation, we always um, we have a very tight relationship with our relatives, and my. My aunt lived in the in the in the same neighborhood, so she took us in. Say, okay, you know, I don't have much, but you know, you can stay here and here and here, and and you know, give us some money and, and you know, buy food and things like that. So she including us in, but they held my mom. They put my mom in jail. Hmm. So that the kids go and put yeah. mom in jail. Yeah, and I remember, you know, just recently I saw uh, why the parents bring in their children, you know, related to um, in Mexico here, Mexico things. Yeah. My mom at that time, uh, I have a youngest sister. She's two, three years old, two years old. So my, ha- my mom had a choice whether to leave my youngest sister at home w- with us mm-hmm. or have the, young, the youngest sister with her. In jail. In jail. Mm. And she decided to take her, to take her in jail with mm. her. Mm-hmm. So... So your mom's in jail, takes your younger sister. You and your other siblings are living with your aunt. Yeah. So did mom, was mom eventually released yes. from jail with your younger sister? And what? So how did you end up, uh, how, how long was she in jail for? Yeah, she. Um, they kept her for a couple more months and then... Just let know, her. Could, yeah, just let her go because she, they could not get anything anything out of it. She mm-hmm. say, "All the money I had is in the safe. Mm-hmm. You all have you it, took and I have yep, I so, yep. So my husband left me. Blah blah blah. You know. Yeah. I have no connection with American. I'm not the CIA or yep. anything. So I'm just a businesswoman and things like that. So eventually, they let her uh, her go. Let her go. Yep. So you're all living with your aunt? Yes. And um, how long after that did you get on the boat to to leave? Uh, it's about one year. Oh, really? A whole yep. other year? Another year. Um, and then, you know, my mom started working for my aunt, helping her with... Uh, uh, my aunt had, had some business, but not as big as my mom, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, yeah, so my my mom came to support to, to 
to, to help out my mm-hmm. aunt yeah. to sell fruit. And the same as my, some of my brothers. And, um, yeah. There never, there never was any gold anywhere, was there? Or did she, did she, she did. Oh, you're winking at me. Yeah, so, so I, yeah, I was going to ask the same question. Right. Like, what happened to the house? You just, they just boarded it up? Did they take the house from you? And the, the hotels? So they took, they took the, all the businesses, they took the house, they took the hotels. But mom did put some gold somewhere. Yeah. Mom knew what was up. <laughs> yeah, she just played like she didn't. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, they asked where the money was. They didn't ask where the gold was. Right. Yeah, they got to ask a better question. You want they, a better they, answer? They, you got to ask better, better questions. Yeah, where's... No, they, where's asked for, they asked for the gold. Yeah, yeah for sure. For, gold for sure. For sure. For sure. Asian wow. cultures put all their cash that they can into gold so, for the most part. Wow. So what, so what ended up happening? So mom worked for, for your aunt for a little while. She found where she put the gold and started selling some of the gold to pay for you guys to come over? No. No. <laughs> She's shaking her head. You're shaking no. your head. Yes. <laughs> All right. So um, I'm trying to lead the witness here. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So my mom hit the goal inside the house that they took over. Oh. Okay. She had to break into the house to get it. Wait, uh-huh. wait, 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 more. It. Wait, <laughs> wait, 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 be patient. <laughs> right? So anyway, so she hit the house, uh, the, yeah, but the, the communists already took over and somebody living there and mm-hmm. watched the house and things mm-hmm. like that. So mm-hmm. so my mom said, hmm, okay, so how do I get inside the house, mm-hmm. all right, and get to the place where I hit, right? It's really hard. So, um, you know, she... She kept paying attention on that, and yeah. she said, okay, so um, she asked my uncle, mm-hmm. who is your, her youngest, younger brother, mm-hmm. say, make friends with those guys. Make, mm-hmm. make yeah. friends with those, the guys who, who's watching the house. Yeah, make right? friends, sure. Make friends with them. And... Make them an offer. To Say, buy the house or just to be able to leave the house for a little bit so he can go in and, yeah, and dig it up. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. So make an offer. Yeah. And they agree to help us to to get the goal inside the house. Yeah. Wow. That's so, risky. So, yeah, that's a tough one. Because, so they said... We have something here, and we'll give you some of it if you let us. Yeah, but you got so we got uh, four bars of gold. We'll give you one. Let us get three, and you know, or whatever it worked out to be. But so I, I just want to move forward because there's 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 so much that we, we I want to so, cover so with much, you. Yeah, and we only yeah. have you know so much time here. But long story shorter, anyway, was she able? So she was able to uh, to work with uh, you know work with the the family there to get that back. Uh, was that then eventually that was sold and that was used to to pay for you guys to to come over? So it was almost all of the money used because I mean, taking what was there? The probably eight. There was eight of you then still in Vietnam at this point. So to to bring eight people over from Vietnam, I'm sure was not inexpensive. And then you had to to leave and like you had to get approvals. So I'm sure you probably had to pay people off to to get out of the country. So. Most of the money that came from the gold, you had to use that to pay people off to get out of the country and get onto that boat. Yeah, 
Um, yeah. So uh, my it 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 was expensive. It's not not that cheap. Yeah. So each of us, above six years old, we pay. We had to pay like twelve gold coin gold bar. Twelve. Twelve. Each person. Each person. My mom ha- my mom has eight of us, eight children. So bless her is nine. Wow. And then she also get her brother's mm-hmm. family. Mm. So brother, his wife, and two of the kids. So she pay for that too. Wow. She's like you know, she's like a mom. Yeah. Uh, in Vietnam. But yeah, I mean she that's the brother who helped her okay. to recover yeah, the sure, gold. So sure. she said, Okay, I'll pay for it. Of course, we you know we did not have enough money because we really split fifty fifty with the guy who who oh, who, who was in oh, the house. Yes. Right? Split 50, so 50, wow. so she uh, she borrowed money. She borrowed money from her her, her sister, the mm-hmm. one who mm-hmm. take us in. You say mm-hmm. okay, loan me some money, loan me some money or some gold, yeah. so that I can pay for the whole family mm-hmm. and pay for the the the, the brother yeah. to bring to get them. To get us out of the country, mm-hmm. so that's that's what we did. And some some of the money that we paid official to let us out mm-hmm. of the yeah. like the border or something like that. They yeah. would they, they would just say, "Okay, you are Chinese. Okay, you can get into the boat." Mm-hmm. But the the money is the the goal we use is to pay the captain, the the, the person who owned the boat, mm-hmm. to get on the boat. Mm-hmm. Wow. And we did not know how long we're gonna be there. Yeah, we we never think about how much food we're gonna eat or whatever. You, you know, just like an, an, just another, try to an, another travel, yeah, two, or to piece, two or three pieces of clothing. That's all we carry mm-hmm. at that time. Wow! So there was enough gold and enough you were able to borrow and enough to get you out and to escape. And so when you arrived here with your whole family, I mean, a lot of people you arrived here with their whole family. You guys have nothing. I mean, you, you've used all of your money, so all that got you out. But once you got here, you really had you really had nothing. And so, as far as you know, your your dad is concerned, was he making any money? Was he was he able to? I mean, was was there was he able to support you guys? Because just him, then you know, with all of these family members there, I'm sure that was very 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 hard. Was he making? enough money to take care of everyone or you you ended up on welfare right yeah so my my father he's a very talented tailor so when he came here visit my brother and he he decided to stay here so he got uh, sponsored to to stay as an immigrant right and he was able to find a job like this because he's very good very skillful tailor he found his job at Mr. Big and Tall Tailor Store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he said, okay, I don't need to make clothing anymore. I can just alter mm-hmm. it, like, mm-hmm. you know, alter the sure. seam, whatever. Sure. And he he had to, you know, he worked for the, that company for a while. Mm-hmm. And and he was able to to buy a house. Oh, wow. But he's really frugal, mm-hmm. really, really frugal. Mm-hmm. But he's very proud, and he say, "I came here with nothing, mm-hmm. and I create something, right?" Yeah. So you. Were- so yeah. So we came. He say, uh, "I don't think I can support all of you. Mm. It's a big family, right?" 
and and because this has been a little while, or I mean, this has been 1978. So how, he was here for a, a good few years. Few years, yeah. Yeah, he was a, he was in the states for a good few years before the whole family came over. So he's probably like to you know, hey, I got the I got the peace, I got the quiet, I got. You, know, <laughs> you go from having nine kids to having no kids. It's like, man, I kind of you know. So he basically said, look, I I can't do much for you. Did did your parents get divorced when he came here, or did your parents stay together? You know, in Asian, in Asian culture, we don't believe in divorce. You don't, yeah, right. And there was nothing. Nothing, you know, not a big deal to get divorced. Mm-hmm. But he told us that you guys are so dirty. Mm. You know, you know, you have to do this and this and this. You know, have to keep keep up, keep the house clean afterward. You know, you know, he he gave us a whole lecture mm-hmm. about how to keep the house clean and things like that because it is his house. Mm-hmm. He created it, mm-hmm. and he um, he did not treat my mom right. Yeah. He disrespect my mom. Mm-hmm. In Vietnam, no way. She's the boss. Really? Yep. Wow. Because in Vietnam, the deal and will is my mom, not my dad. Really? My dad is just, he's a skillful tailor, but in and and of course he he speaking uh, he learned how to speak English well so he he can uh, get some uh, some clients American client. Mm-hmm. But the one whom who were able to create it, the you know to, who were able to buy two hotel, hotel and yeah. and and buy things buy things on loans. Mm-hmm. That's all my mom's. Wow! So yeah. you come here and then everything is reversed. Uh, that's right. And so um, he didn't treat her well. I'm sure he didn't treat you guys well. So did mom say, we're just going to go out on our own? We're going to leave dad? And so nine of you ended up in a a small apartment somewhere, right? Yep, and we apply for welfare. And we say we don't have anybody here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, American was very generous and say, okay, you're from Vietnam. You Mm -hmm. are both people. Okay, we take you in and we allow you. We give you two years. Of welfare, two years, two years welfare, and so we say, okay, what do we, what do we need to do? Need to yeah. learn uh, English because English is number one. Okay, yeah. and so you know we Don't all know take to speak the language. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So you, I mean, to this day, you're. Does it does it hurt you to think that you are a, are a boat person? Like I know that that has some connotations to it. Like when people think about you know, boat people, right? Like, does that, is that something you've had to, to overcome the, the stigma of being uh, known as a, as a boat person? Like, cause I know there's, there's, you know, it means something to some people. So mm-hmm. how, how, what, what does that mean to you? Are you proud of that? Are you embarrassed by that? What, what does it mean to you to be a boat person? It means that we value freedom Mm-hmm. more than our lives. Mm. No. So that's what it means to, to, to me. Yeah. And I don't look down on both people. Mm-hmm. They have the most courageous mind to be able to jump on the boat and go right. without everything. knowing whether they're going to live or not, right? Yeah. Because majority of people on, on our boat are 
children mm-hmm. and don't know how to swim. Mm-hmm. I did not know how to swim. Mm-hmm. So if the boat sink, all of us gonna be dead. Yeah. Yep. So then, what did your mom do when you guys, in that two year time period? How did she? Did she excel, or what did she do for money? Well, the goal with, the goal is not to create wells anymore, because at that time, you know, we are under observation of mm-hmm. the communists. They're watching us every single move. Really? Even though you were here, Absolutely. you felt like they were still watching you. No, no, I'm talking about in Vietnam. Oh, right? when you were oh, back no. home, yeah, sorry. When you moved here oh, okay, to sorry. America, yeah. and then yeah. you had the two-year time period of welfare, mm-hmm. what, what did, did you guys do to earn money? Yeah, so so all of us you know, um, took ESL to be able to communicate in English, mm-hmm. and then um, within a few months, my mom got a job at Intel, Mm. Oh wow! Yeah, she got an interview to to start working as an assembler in a factory. In a factory, mm. and my oldest brother went with her in an interview. Mm-hmm. An interview person, uh, she's from Russia, the manager, a director. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So interview my mom, and then my my brother translated. Mm. And then my mom say something, you know, she, she did the best she could, but probably she doesn't understand much English at sure. that time. But she tried, and then, uh, you know, translation, and then something that that Russian director see something, something. In her, yeah. She said, you are hired. Wow. Right on the spot. At Intel. Yeah. At Intel, and she worked there for 15 years. Wow. And, and everybody loved her. Mm-hmm. Nice. And you ended up going to community college. You ended up learning English, obviously, and mm-hmm. getting a degree. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you've you've come a long way, obviously, since then. Uh, some of the highlights of your career. What what were you doing work wise? Did you did you also go to work for one of the Silicon Valley companies because you're in Northern California, mm-hmm. and so you still live there in the in Northern California? Did you you went to work for? Uh, one of the Silicon Valley companies also? Computer, yeah, the computer company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I went to work uh, for Unisys. It's my first engineering job. Mm -hmm. uh, Because you you ended up getting a degree in engineering. Right. Yeah. I'm the only girl in my family got an engineering degree. Well, (laughs) yeah. 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 So, so you've had a lot of, I mean, just an amazing story of, of perseverance. And you, you worked in tech for a while. And, you know, obviously you've done an, an amazing job of, of kind of moving beyond the past and creating a life for you here and now. And now your work and what, you know, it's interesting you talk about your mom. You know, and how she was the the sort of the you know the leader, if you will, of the family in, in Vietnam, and then come here, and how everything changes. Your work now actually is so you work with Asian women. You actually have a, a podcast of your own, mm-hmm. right? Called Asian Women of Power. Yes. Yeah. So you actually, uh, you know, you work with Asian women. I mean, obviously, you understand uh, so much of of who they are and what they're having to deal with. What What do you try to help? Asian women do, and why are you compelled to work with other Asian women? Yeah. So I noticed several things from the Asian community, and as a woman, 
Um, so, 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 as an Asian woman, uh, okay, so um, they can, they have no doubt that, that they can work very hard. Mm-hmm. But they, at home, they are like a second citizen. You know, they they the last person. They they are at the bottom of uh, of the ladder. Of so the to ladder, speak. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Um, you know, look at my mom, right? So mm-hmm. um, I see that, and um, they they have no voice outside. They have a voice, but inside inside their family, they don't no have voice. a voice. Yeah, I I've experienced that mm-hmm. when I was working, mm-hmm. right. And the company, I'm no, you know, I, I am powerful. I'm a manager. I can speak. I can express, and people respect me. And blah blah blah. Coming home, I'm shrinking. Submissive. I'm submissive. Yeah, because whatever I say to my husband, he say, "That's not the position." You know, you cannot talk like that to my parent, or you cannot talk. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot share what you say to me. So you married. And that's not the way we do in Chinese family. So you mar- you married a Chinese man. I married a Taiwanese man. Taiwanese, okay. So you married a Taiwanese man. You have children. How many children do you have? Two, Two children. children. Yes. So so in that household, uh, in the Asian culture and Taiwanese culture, you know, dad, then kids, then mom, in terms of the the ladder, if you will. So. However, you were at work. It didn't matter. You come home. You know. You know your place. You know your role. You you you're submissive. You're you're quiet. You keep your feelings. You keep your opinions to yourself. And then you go out the door and you go to work. And now you're able to express yourself. So, part of what you do is is try to help. Well, how did you how did you do it with your husband? Like, how did you turn the corner with him? Where you were like, okay, uh, no, <laughs> like I'm I'm not gonna sit here. And be quiet. Like I'm not just gonna accept that. Like how did you, how did you turn the corner with him? Like what what happened to change that? Hmm. It take it took me what three decades to <laughs> to <laughs> do that. Thirty years, did right? You, did you ever talk to mom about it? Because my mom, it, it's very obvious. My mom, she's a huge yeah. role model to you. Very obvious. You know, let me share a secret with you. After three years in marriage, and I feel like I, I cannot put up with my husband anymore, I say, that's it. I want to get back to my mom, mm. right? It's like at that time, similar, like uh, rather than threaten to get divorced, I want to go back to my mom. Mm. And I call my mom and say, Mom, I don't want to live here anymore. Can I go back to, to stay with you? And my mom say, Kimchi? You made a decision to get married. You are now a wife and a daughter-in-law. Mm-hmm. Be dutiful. Dutiful. Mm-hmm. Do what you have to do to be there, to, to be a wife, to be a good wife, a good daughter-in-law. Mm-hmm. So my mom would not accept me to come back, well, to stay with her. So even though she left... And she would, so that must have been confusing to you. She left when with the kids when she didn't like how she was being treated with your father. And when, she's telling you, and to then stay. yet she's telling you to stay. So you see her as a role model, but yet she's telling you to stay. That must have been pretty confusing time for you. Yeah, and yeah, it's 
that's why I lost my identity. I, 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 my identity was confused. I'm, yeah, I don't know where I belong, mm-hmm. either American or mm-hmm. Asian or, mm-hmm. or Vietnamese, right? Mm-hmm. So it's really, really hard. Yeah. A part of me, I want to follow the, the Vietnamese culture, respectful, obedience, but on the other hand, I say, what if you're not right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe that's right? a different way. I want to speak out. I want to speak up. Yeah. So the, the, where's the balance? I, I had a hard time, you know, to, to find and say, this is the way. Mm-hmm. So it took me a while. And with a lot of self, soul searching, mm-hmm. coaching, mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, say, oh, it must be my karma. It must be my fault. <laughs> this is a time. This is the lesson I have to learn, mm. right? And must be I, I in 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 the life before I did something wrong. That's why yeah. I'm suffering, right? Yeah. So I, I try to learn. Say, what's the lesson in here? Mm-hmm. And and once I realize that, oh, happiness is coming from here, not from my husband or from mm-hmm. anybody else. I said, okay. So I have a choice. So every time I had um, a challenge with my husband, I, I just telling him straight. I say, you know, I'm not happy. I will not do this. Mm. Whether you like it or not, mm-hmm. <laughs> I am here, yeah. right? So if you prefer somebody else to do something for you, mm-hmm. if you prefer, if you can find a better woman, a better wife, so be it. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, yeah. your choice. And now in your work, you help... <laughs> high fives all around. <laughs> and now, now in your work, you help mm, Asian women find their power to find their voice and to live life loud, as you call it, right? Mm-hmm. And so tell us a little bit more about what it means to live life loud and, and what you help other Asian women to do. Yeah. So live life loud means to me that they don't need to be ashamed of who they are. And do they do not need to to be the bottom of the ladder. Mm-hmm. You know? Um they you know each of us have a voice and we we might like different things, but it doesn't mean that we are beneath somebody else. So I want to encourage women to be to be full, fully express themselves on mm-hmm. who they are, what they want to do in the world, mm-hmm. what they want to do, to do with their life, mm-hmm. and create the life to make them happy, to live the life that... M- that make them happy, not living the life that their parents expecting of them, mm-hmm. that their husband expecting of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's what I I want to to be like a cheerleader. The yeah. you know yeah. say hey, we are not alone. Mm-hmm. You know, let's face it, we no longer live in those country. Mm-hmm. We live here. We have to adapt and adopt, right? Yeah. So. Uh, no longer choose the battle. Say, here is, this is my standard now. Yeah. Pick the best from both culture and create one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First is for yourself, and second is to give a guideline or 
or the guidance to our next generation. Yeah, and I know one of the things that you like to say uh, is that, you know, if we don't transform, then we transfer. Yeah. And I know you're trying to break uh, a lot of that that pattern there. So really appreciate the work that you are doing. Uh, the name of your podcast is? Asian Women of Power. Yeah, which nice. is awesome. So definitely check that out. Yeah. And uh, And I know you also have the... Uh, Asian Women of Power Mastermind. Yes, it's yeah, coming up. It's coming up. You're you know starting to put that in, in that that beta group, that founder group uh, together right now. And so that uh, the Asian uh, Women of Power Mastermind that is designed for for who who's the ideal client for the for that Asian women in business, mm-hmm. business owners mm-hmm. who want to find support from Asian fellow. Fellow Asian, sure. Fellow Asian, Asian women, women yeah. mm-hmm. and who want to excel in their business. Yeah. Yeah, really, uh, I mean, just have to, uh, I mean, you know, you talk about just, I mean, we just applaud you, really. I mean, so, so glad you were able to persevere and fight the good fight and survive. And, I mean, you've been to hell and back and. And it's just, a, it's an amazing story of perseverance. So we, we applaud you for everything that you've had to uh, endure and fight your way through to get to where you are now and, uh, and just wish you nothing but the best moving forward. So Kimchi Chow, C-H-O-W, Kimchi, K-I-M-C-H-I, <laughs> Kimchi Chow. Well, we love you. Really, really appreciate you. And thanks again for, uh, for joining us here on Reinvention Radio. For Mary Goulet and Richie Ote, I'm Steve Olsher. We'll talk to you next time here on Reinvention Radio. Take care. Thank you. You just got dismantled. Thanks for listening to Reinvention Radio. For more information about the show and your host, Steve Olsher, visit reinventionradio.com. You were born to do one amazing thing, but most people spend a lifetime trying to identify what it is. If you're in a job you don't like or are unemployed, if you're in a state of transition or just can't shake that nagging feeling that you were meant and made to do something extraordinary, then the Reinvention Workshop is exactly what you need. Led by award-winning self-help author Steve Olsher, the Reinvention Workshop will forever change your life. The Reinvention Workshop takes you step-by-step through Steve's proven formula that has helped so many people get on the right path and clear about what they were born to do. Take the first step to realizing the life you deserve and desire by visiting thereinventionworkshop.com today. No more delays. No more denial. Reconnect with your true self. Learn to live with purpose and conviction and become who you were born to be. The world is waiting for you. What are you waiting for? Log on to thereinventionworkshop.com today. That's thereinventionworkshop.com. Thank you.